0: progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law it is a monday the opening day of bowl practices for the alabama crimson tide in advance of its matchup with the michigan wolverines on new year's day down at the citrus bowl in orlando florida it's been a while right been a while since we last spoke here on instant analysis so we've got a lot of things to get into uh we're fresh from the media viewing periods at monday's practice so We'll give you an update on the roster situation as Alabama prepares for Big Blue. Uh, Again, New Year's Day matchup in a bowl game that, according to 247sports.com and its rankings of the top 10 bowl games for the upcoming postseason, the Citrus Bowl with Alabama and Michigan checks in third, only behind the two national semifinals. Uh, You got the Fiesta Bowl, Uh, with LSU, excuse me, Ohio State and Clemson. And then, of course, the Peach Bowl over in Atlanta with LSU. And Jalen Hurts and those Oklahoma Sooners, so uh, an anticipated game. I think ESPN has to like that matchup, have to like that matchup anytime you get two of the top five winningest programs in college football history together on the same field, just the fifth meeting coming up between Alabama and Michigan that series is tied at two games apiece the last time they got together you might recall the 2012 season opener uh, alabama put a pretty good thumping on uh brady hoke head coach the michigan wolverines uh, at the time and so uh there you go you like the christmas music by the way we're outside coleman coliseum and it is that time of year when the uh, christmas music pretty much goes from start to finish as far as business hours here at Coleman, uh, inside Coleman, we would uh, typically do this, but you got the Alabama women's basketball team practicing. Quick turnaround for the Alabama women after a very nice win yesterday in there over North Carolina, previously unbeaten North Carolina team. Alabama knocks off the Tar Heels, 83 to 77 yesterday. Now we'll turn around tomorrow morning and play a field trip game uh, with Bethune Cookman coming up from Daytona Beach, Florida. To take on the Alabama women's basketball team, which now sits at seven and three, and has a chance with these three non-cons left in the uh, left in 2019 to perhaps set itself up at ten and three going into SEC play. We'll see how that goes. Now, as for Monday's practice, as for who was there, who was healthy, uh, who was doing what. Um, two notable absences, not surprises, I don't think, in any form or fashion and that terrell lewis the redshirt junior outside linebacker was not at monday's practice neither was senior cornerback trayvon diggs and sort of the expectation with those two guys or at least a a a, a well-regarded belief uh highly regarded belief was that we wouldn't see either of those guys when bowl practices got underway so you'll hear from nick saban following today's practice i'm sure he'll comment more on statuses of Trayvon Diggs and Terrell Lewis and again one of those new situations for the Alabama Crimson Tide going into a postseason in which a championship is not associated with Alabama's appearance Um, you're looking at having a couple guys make the decision with their NFL futures upon them to go ahead and sit out the bowl game now um, when you talk about other guys uh, that were of interest All the wide receivers were there. The three junior wide receivers, Jerry Judy, uh, Henry Ruggs III, Devontae Smith, all out there practicing on Monday. Um, We also uh, saw Najee Harris with the running backs, running backs working with Brian Robinson, Najee Harris, Jerome Ford, Keelan Robinson, and Trey Sanders, the true freshman, as we know, who sustained the ankle foot type injury back in the preseason missed the entire 2019 campaign in a black non-contact jersey going through footwork drills as best he could. I wouldn't say that Trey Sanders is 100% as of this time, but another promising sign, as we showed you late in the regular season, that Sanders looked to be making really nice strides and coming back from that injury. And that's what you want to see as you head into the offseason eventually and then you get into March and April with spring practice, and hopefully Trey Sanders' involvement and in his return to this uh, running back rotation uh, takes an even bigger step. So I thought it was good news on the offensive front because you also saw Miller Forestall, uh who missed uh, the, the latter couple of games of the regular season with that voice box injury. Uh, Miller Forrestall was out there, looked to be full go today. So. And when you look at this offensive side of the ball with both the offensive tackles out there, Alex Leatherwood and Jedrick Wills, um, and the offensive playmaking ability there other than Tua tonga I'd say it's a promising outlook for Alabama in that matchup with Michigan on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Defensively, we've talked about Terrell Lewis and Trayvon Diggs and their absences, and what that means for this defense moving forward in bowl prep. Uh, in the secondary, I would think Josh job uh, has an opportunity to step forward here uh, and and be a, a, a real factor on the back end um, at outside linebacker, at Christopher Allen, Ben Davis, you know those are the guys that you look to as as much as anyone else uh, in a situation in which it's Anthony Jennings and no Terrell Lewis uh, and it's an interesting offense that Alabama will be matching up. Josh Gaddis has tried to sort of, Transition Jim Harbaugh's offensive approach in general to more of a 21st century look. Um, but you're still going to get multiple tight ends, you're going to get tight formations. So you're going to need two outside linebackers in that game. You're going to need someone to go along with Anthony Jennings, whether that's Christopher Allen, maybe on early downs, Ben Davis, King Makuda, true freshman, um, could factor into that. Derez Parks been around a couple of years now. Um, so that's how you can kind of anticipate that playing out. The defensive line, we didn't see DJ Dale out there today. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, the group, uh, what you would expect Raquan Davis still leading the way, Fedarian Mathis, uh, Justin Aboygby, Byron Young, uh, Stefan Nguyen, Davida Musica, uh, Christian Barmore, you know, those are the guys still with that defensive line. So again, other than Diggs and Lewis, look to be pretty much everyone else that's healthy enough at this point. And you've got some guys that are being managed. It's a big fundamental aspect in terms of the preparation right now. Getting a lot of fundamental work in in these early days of bowl prep before you start to look solely at the Michigan Wolverines. Um, but all things considered, you know, when you were thinking that perhaps there could be four or five, six guys, maybe potentially sitting out this game. To have two, although it is on a side of the ball where you need as much help as you can get. Um, All in all, I'd say it wasn't the worst of news for Alabama out there during those media viewing periods. What do you got for me? Q and A here as we get out of here on a Monday. By the way, we've got threatening weather, uh, potentially severe weather entering the Tuscaloosa area coming up in just a little bit this uh, this evening. Uh, it's way too warm, put it that way. It's December the 16th, and it's probably 70ish here, and the breeze is blowing pretty good. And uh, there you go. Yeah, Andrew, the Bryce Young countdown is underway. Uh, Mac Jones out there today, Talia tonga Uh Paul Tyson, Braxton Barker. But absolutely, there's a lot of anticipation with Bryce Young. and. What he could potentially bring to the mix as early as next year. And looking at this recruiting class, which a large part of it's going to go ahead and sign on Wednesday. And by the way, if you haven't already, you need to be on the BOL roundtable with uh, with Hank and uh, Tim, with the recruiting knowledge that's being dispersed, uh, because they're they're giving you the goods on what to expect as we head into Wednesday. Michael. Um, I didn't notice Scooby out there today. Doesn't mean he wasn't. I shot some video with the defensive backs. I'll probably go back and look at it. But just off the top of my head, either way, I don't, I don't, I don't recall noticing Scooby. I guess is the best way to say it. Didn't see Le'Bron Ray out there today. Wondered if he might be able to sort of return to practice. Um, we didn't see him. Frank, I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. Bryce Young is an outstanding player and a big addition, no doubt. But uh, you need some of these uh, signees coming up on the defensive side to be pretty ready to go early. Drew Sanders, Chris Braswell. I'll tell you, Will Anderson, the outside linebacker from over in Georgia, watching some of his stuff from over the weekend. As good as those other guys are and as worthy as they are of their five-star status, I think Anderson is a highly rated four-star might be the most SEC ready of that group. At least as ready as anybody else Alabama's gonna bring in, especially on the uh, on the perimeter there on the edge. Kristen got jokes. He got jokes today, or she does, about Ben Davis. Hey, Ben's kind of waited it out. He's had some injuries. You know, he had both those shins worked on last off season. So uh, good for Ben hanging around and uh, probably gonna get uh, a pretty good look perhaps in this game against Michigan, because again, you're gonna need more than Anthony Jennings. So whether it's Chris Allen, whether it's Ben Davis, maybe it's one of those other guys that we haven't seen a lot. Andy, we talked about um, Trey Sanders a little bit earlier. He was out there with the running backs today. He was in that black non-contact jersey. And so uh, it was good to see him taking another step. We've seen him late in the regular season doing some stuff under the watchful eye of the Alabama training staff, but he was out there with the backs today doing some of the individual drill stuff. I, I don't think he's close to being ready to jump in full contact, full teamwork. Um, but again, as we said earlier, uh, another step toward you know getting back to where he needs to be and most importantly for, for 2020. I got you, Tristan. I got you. Anything else before we get out of here on a Monday? Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town. And they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown, new season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Marco asking about, and uh, we got a question about Josh McMillan. We didn't see him today either. He was a guy kind of like LeBron Ray that you wondered a little bit about. But uh, as for today, we did not see Josh McMillan out there. Um, Marco asking about Christian Story, the athlete prospect from Lynette, and whether or not he could play running back at Alabama. I watched him some in that Alabama-Mississippi All-Star game on Saturday, and he actually started the game for Alabama, Team Alabama at running back. I think Christian Story is one of those guys that at 6'1", 210 pounds, could help you at a lot of different areas. Running back, he can play quarterback, uh, he could play in the secondary. maybe some of that money position in the dime yeah very versatile guy Deontay we did not see Dylan Moses I did not see him out there on Monday so no Josh McMillan still and no Dylan Moses and this is kind of that first phase of sorting through the draft eligible process seeing who was out there today that will a play in the bowl game And then, even after the bowl game, you're still going to have 18, 19 days until the January 20th deadline that those guys have to make those decisions final. So, you know, it's good, I would say, for the bowl game for right now that, uh, you know, Alabama has the guys out there that they have. I don't blame Diggs or Terrell Lewis, especially Terrell with his injury history, for taking a pass if that is in fact. is doing here Um, so you know those guys have to make decisions and looks like some other guys are going the other way. Steve it's a great question and it's impossible for me to try to answer intelligently right now again as I just said even if these guys play in the bowl game you you shouldn't take that as an indicator of oh they're coming back for 2020 they're playing in the bowl game that's what it means Um, what it means for 2020 I think, you know, there is a undercurrent that believes that one of those wide receivers will be back of the three, perhaps. You know, and then you get into Tua and Dylan Moses. And, you know, I I wouldn't even want to try to pinpoint a number at this point. I'd be doing you a disservice. And it would would probably come off incorrectly once it got to the message boards. And I don't – I'm not interested in that. But I appreciate the question. The Tua recovery, I mean everything you hear is that it's gone about as well as you could hope. Again, it's a long process. He's not going to be doing weight-bearing type activity for still some time, uh, but I think like in most instances with a traumatic injury like he had, the the uh, the instant uh, capabilities that the medical staff had there in Starkville to try to minimize the after effect, the Side effects of an injury like that were were everything. You know, I've been through a situation like that, not on a football field, but in real life. And I'm thankful every day for the EMTs that got to me and that I also was conscious and able to relate information to them that I have no doubt is a big reason why I'm walking today, let alone talking Alabama football. That's a good question about the five stars uh, in relation to can Alabama flip some guys maybe in the next few days. Um, You know, that's a better question for Hank and Tim. I know there's some five stars out there like King Jarrett, uh, Darnell Washington that are still in play uh, apparently for Alabama. The viability of Alabama being able to pull that off, I don't know. I think when you look at this Alabama class with 25 commitments right now, I think most of the, the heavy, heavy lifting is done, but it is recruiting. And, um, you know, it, it's not over until it's over. So I would say a big we'll see and uh, refer you more to Tim and Hank and their expertise. Whatever, whatever Tim and Hank are saying about that, that's what I'm saying basically. All right, we're going to get out of here on this Monday. As always, we appreciate you joining us here on Instant Analysis, which we'll upload to the Built by Bama online podcast. So if you missed any or all of this, you can catch it in podcast form there on the Built by Bama online podcast. By the way, if you're not a subscriber to the Built by Bama online podcast, we'd love for you to go ahead and do that. Maybe leave us a review and some remarks while you're there on iTunes. It'd help us out a lot. I'm not a very technological guy or savvy in that area, but I'm told it helps us with listens and the old algorithm, whatever algorithm is. Hey, have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you again for being with us at BamaOnline.com. And uh, I'm just going to take in this, this holly jolly Christmas music as we get out of here on a Monday. Thanks guys.